0: London Calling, London Walks Connecting, London Walks here with your daily London fix, story time, history time. September 1st, September 1st, 1939, Germany invades Poland, so it's kicked off. Swiss or Swedish neutrality, not going to happen here, so it's really just a question of waiting. The definition of a portent is a sign or warning that a momentous or calamitous event is likely to happen. Things have gone beyond likely to happen. Likely to happen isn't strong enough. They're going to happen. So I don't know what the word is for these two events. There was still no shooting. War hadn't been declared. But they didn't belong to before. They belonged to it's here, it's started, it's come. The two events I have in mind have shed their portent skin. They're not proclaiming likely to happen. They're proclaiming it started. One of the events has come to be known as Operation Pied Piper. The name self-explanatory. The evacuation of children. It had actually started on August 30th. 48 hours later, today, September 1st, it was in full swing. A million and a half people, over half of them children, evacuated from urban target areas. We'll hear from one of those youngsters in a minute. The second event is probably less well-known, but no less telling. The BBC's regular television service was shut down at the end of a Mickey Mouse cartoon. It was said that the strong signal from the transmitter at Alexandra Palace would provide a navigational aid for enemy bombers. What a thought. Enemy bombers... Death, mutilation, destruction coming in like a load suspended from a pulley, coming down on a cable, being beamed in by Mickey Mouse. For the record, for many years it was believed that the service was shut down in the middle of the cartoon, and then, when service was resumed in 1946, they started at the point where the cartoon had been cut off, you know... We're picking up where we were when we were so rudely interrupted. Well, it's a nice story, very fitting, but also depressing. Seven lost years and all that. But apparently, it's an old urban legend. Recent research has shown that Mickey's gala premiere was not cut, but ran through to the end, before they pulled the plug. And it wasn't just worries about the Luftwaffe using the Ali Pali signal as a navigational aid. Only 20,000 households had television sets in 1939. Television programs were expensive to produce. It was felt that the resources, the manpower, could be put to better uses in wartime. In fact, 50 BBC engineers were redeployed to work on radar projects. But let's get back to Operation Pied Piper. And instead of refracting the experience through a historian, his or her sifting of the evidence and writing it up, Let's hear directly from somebody who lived it. This account was written by an anonymous London schoolgirl. She was a pupil at the North London Collegiate School. She's very impressive, so articulate. This is someone who was there. She's telling it like it was. This is what it was like. August 21st to 28th, 1939, was a week of suspense. The Soviet-German pact was announced and people suddenly realized that a European upheaval was imminent the 6 o'clock news became an event of national importance we were most of us on our holidays but returned hastily to london waiting for the order all children in danger areas to stand by for evacuation on monday the 28th of august we turned up laden with changes of underclothes and barley sugar at a strangely unfamiliar sandall road the one thing that really brought home to us the seriousness of the situation was the sight of everyone carrying what have now become so commonplace, gas masks. We went up to our form rooms, hardly greeting our friends again, just as on the first day of term. But with what a difference! Everyone gave her solemn opinion, including first-hand information, on the outcome of the crisis. And even holidays had to take second place. By now, carefully labeled, we went down to prayers, Only a little more than a third of the school was present. We sat in the half-empty hall and were told by Miss Drummond that the order to evacuate might come through at any moment, and we must always be ready. So all that week, we came to school in the morning after fond farewells and the hurried making of sandwiches, and all that week, until the fateful Friday, we returned home in the evening and ate our sandwiches for supper. But we had by no means a dull time at school. We had meetings for poetry and play reading, scrapbook making, the study of astronomy and rummy in room five. We were briskly organized into squads and played energetic, if somewhat unusual, games of rounders at the home field, watched with amusement and funny remarks by the men in charge of the local barrage balloon, which reposed gracefully on the lower pitch, The ball had frequently to be retrieved from the precincts of the balloon in the upper netball court where the men were usually to be seen, dressed in singlets and shorts and an occasional Air Force cap, eating lunch off trestle tables. Back at school, education was supplied in the form of travel talks by one member of staff, talks on how to recognize our feathered friends by another, lectures on the history of Poland, and communal and somewhat hectic washing up. On Thursday, the uncertainty was ended. Friday was to be the day. The barley sugar was hastily replenished, and we said goodbye in earnest. Friday morning was much the same as any of the others, and passed quickly. And after a substantial lunch and a last rechecking, we set off on our journey. We marched in twos to Kentish Town Station, feeling intensely like a Sunday children's outing or a caravan of camels. We were heartily cheered on our way by the inhabitants of Camden Town, who stood at their front gates, gazing sympathetically upon us and murmuring, Cheer up, ducky. We reached the high road, and there were the placards. Germans invade Poland. We stood on the station platform for about twenty minutes, feeling rather subdued, and wishing that our rucksacks were not quite so heavy. At last the train came and we bundled in. Only the engine driver knew our destination. However, we kept our spirits up, for it was rather an adventure, and we were all in it together. We did crossword puzzles, munched sweets, sang, and a member of staff even produced a wireless. The train stopped at St. Albans, and our hearts sank, for after all, we wanted to go somewhere new and interesting, and St. Albans was too near home. But to our relief, the train started off again, and finally stopped at Luton, which to most of us was an unknown quantity. Somebody yelled to us to get out, and out we came. It began to drizzle as we walked down to Dunstable Road School, and the adventure began rather to Paul. And a Today in London recommendation? Well, either our Thursday afternoon, The Blitz Walk, it goes at 2.15 p.m. from St. Paul's Underground Station, Exit 2, or our Sunday afternoon, Westminster at War Tour, it goes at 1.45 p.m. from Embankment Underground Station, the river exit. And of course, there's no need to ration yourself. You could go on both of them. You've been listening to the Today in London History podcast, emanating from www.walks.com, home of London Walks, London's signature walking tour company, London's local, time-honored, fiercely independent, Or do we want to be the best walking tour company in the world? You want to make the most money, you go the schlubber's route. You want to be the best walking tour company in the world. You do whatever you have to do to attract and keep the best guides in London. You want them guiding for you, not for somebody else. Bears repeating, the way we're structured, a guides cooperative, is the key to the whole thing. It's the reason for all those awards... It's the reason people who know go with London Walks. It's the reason we've got a big following, a lively, loyal, discerning following. Quality attracts quality. It's the reason we're able, uniquely, to front our walks with accomplished, in many cases, distinguished professionals. Barristers, doctors, geologists, museum curators, archaeologists, historians, Come then, let us go forward together on some great London walks. See you tomorrow.